I'm Alika Boma, and you're listening to a podcast hosted by the Accelerating Achievement for Africa's Adolescence Hub, hosted by Oxford University and the University of Cape Town. This podcast was recorded as part of a series in Oxford in November 2019 to discuss the theme of understanding adolescence in African contexts. Thanks for listening. I'm Alika Boma and um, I am uh, on work package three within the um, Acceleration Hub, um, working in particular on narrative and identity. And I'm myself uh, a writer and, um, and think a lot about storytelling. I'm Alex Jotakopoulou, I'm Professor of Discourse Analysis and Sociolinguistics at King's College London. Um, I'm very interested in um, connections, links between communication practices and uh, young people's identities and I uh, have developed Small Stories Research which is a paradigm for analysing everyday life stories. Um, I'm Alude Mahali. I am from the Education and Skills Development Program at the Human Sciences Research Council and I am interested in youth broadly, in particular um, youth expressions. I'm interested in methodologies, uh, creative methodologies um, that elevate young people's voices, um, particularly around civic education, around socio-political navigation, um, around activism. And I'm Kopano Ratele. I am at the University of South Africa and the South African Medical Research Council. Among other interests I have is um, young men. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that, I'm interested in boys. Um, I have just brought out a book which is relevant to this uh, about theorizing uh, from Africa, psychological theory from Africa. It's called The World Looks Like This From Here, Thoughts on African-Centered Psychology, African Psychology. Thanks, thanks, thanks to, to all three of you. Um, so just to kind of kick us off, um, um, I don't know if this is too kind of uh, as in uh, general or um, but it, it might just get us talking uh, from your different perspectives. Um, how does performance work, do you think, to help us understand what adolescents are going through in their lives? Do you think that there are ways in which they perform their identities, maybe on social media or maybe in classrooms or on the street in different ways that... Um, that give us some sense of their lives? How, how do they use performance in their lives? I think young people, they, they want to speak. Mm-hmm. They want to be heard. They want to be able to express <coughs> themselves. Um, and they're particularly drawn, I think, to creative expression, to media, to music, to social media, to blogging, to dance, uh, to any kind of physical, uh, vocal, emotional kind of expression and I think those are the kinds of um, we should harness those kinds of um, methods 
um, in the kind in, in our interventions. Um, because uh, I think, yeah, the young people are drawn to those kinds of things, and I think they're freeing because a lot of them aren't so reliant on language um, or on authority or um, kind of destabilizes that power mm -hmm. dynamic. Um, and so for me, I've really seen um, a sense of ownership from using film, documentary, especially having them uh, uh, be the you know, be on the other side of, of capturing those kinds of images, sounds, words, yeah. So just, just to, to pick out your, the word freeing that you mm -hmm. used there, Aludi, how does that freeing actually work? I mean, what, 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 is, what is freeing about a performance that... It comes from self, mm -hmm. it isn't directive. Mm -hmm. And there's no, there's no wrong or right. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no way it should be, um, it just is. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if we look at, um, performance has had uh, strong links in, in different bodies of tradition, uh, both with identities and with uh, storytelling. Mm -hmm. So in terms of performance and identities, um, performance has been, uh, very often associated with uh, a play with possibilities and experimentation and if even if we look at uh, Judith Butler's work performance is about an iterative uh, rehearsed um, putting on of, of positions of identities uh, putting on maybe taking off uh, but actually that's how uh, uh, over time, across space, for different individuals, a, a kind of notion of perhaps a little more settled identities and identifications um, comes into being through uh, various types of play and experimentation, um, which if we move now to stories and storytelling, uh, storytelling affords um, quite specific and, and unique types of play and experimentation, particularly because we can modulate distance and proximity uh, between our here and now as communicators, uh, the experience we're reporting. We can play with different sides of ourselves. Goffman talked about the production format and self-lamination and, and his, his, his uh, interaction order work has been used a lot in terms of looking at performance and storytelling. So we can, um, we can um, uh, explore possibilities through storytelling uh, by positioning ourselves as, uh, as characters in our tales. Mm -hmm. uh, by putting words into other characters' mouths by um, positioning ourselves as, as here and now uh, communicators. So those are distinct possibilities uh, which, especially uh, during adolescence, where we know that um, sharing stories um, in, in, in um, uh, contexts of socialization, especially within the peer group, uh, is, is a very important mode of communicating uh, and we also know that uh, people uh, 
experiment quite a lot with uh, uh, identities. Uh, so performance ha has a key role to play. And uh, in fact, um, uh, on, on, on social media, uh, we see that, uh, that young people are kind of interpolated as well as performers. Mm. You know, they're kind of being asked uh, to perform um, in more public environments uh, than before, uh, and they are asked to perform um, ultimately uh, their everyday life mm -hmm. as stories. Mm -hmm. and think of you know Instagram stories, Snapchat stories. Essentially, you know, young people are kind of offered now facilities uh, to to perform the mundane, as it were, <laughs> you know, to mine ordinary life and turn it into a performance in a kind of a 24-7 uh, mm -hmm. type of thing. So opportunities are proliferated for performance uh, amongst young people. Yeah, um, and, and I just want to link that to some of Capano's work with boys and young men. Um, does this performance of the mundane and the everyday playing with distance and proximity and different identities, does, does that, do you think that kind of um, works with some of the, the characters that, you, that you're dealing with? Can I start a little mm. bit further back? Yeah, uh, sure. You know, it, it, like most academics and, and researchers, um, uh, in my everyday life, in, in work, I, I write in a particular way. I discipline to think in particular ways, so you write a journal article or even a book chapter or a book you write, you know, there are, are formats and styles and guidelines, and literally they give you a guideline, this is how you should, you should write. Um, and it seems I had forgotten something quite ordinary, really, about, about uh, a life that I used to live, um, that young men and women in, in places where I come from live how they, they act, how they perform, how they perform the mundane. Um, in the, I listen to a lot of music, and a lot of black musics from around the world, but other kinds of musics, but black musics in particular. So hip-hop, uh, in South Africa there's a new, new uh, genre, a couple of new genres, but one is called Amampiano, and the other one is called Gong. Uh, and of course there's hip-hop, further back you, you go to a, a, a Kwaito, so these are, you know, genres of, of music, uh, but also there's a lot of dancing. Uh, a group in South Africa called Nlouv Youth Choir just came to the finals of the America's Got Talent and all of that, and you know, you can see them performing on stage. All of this is to say, uh, in the last few years, uh, um, again, with the inspiration of, of how young people in townships in particular how they walk, literally how they just walk, young men in particular, they do something with their bodies. They stylize, they, uh, walking is a performance, walking is an art. So the very act of, of living in a, in, a, in a place that just wants to weigh you down uh, and, and, and lifting yourself and walking, you see that, that, that this is an art form. Walking is an art form. Obama walks in a particular way, but you can see how he moderates it. You, know, you can see how he, he walks in... Uh, and young men do that all the time. So when you're watching uh, uh, MTV, or you're watching MTV Base, when you're watching Channel O in South Africa, and across Africa, 
and and you can see blackness performed. There's connections between between the U.S. and and and, and Europe and in Africa. You can see how young people do something with their bodies on, on on videos, right? There's a way they hold their hands, but also how young women across Africa. I mean, the the, the dancing is is incredible. I mean, uh, so from the walking and and you can see the music. I've taken it into the into my writing right now. It gives us a particular kind of freedom. That uh, so I'm taking a lot more risks in my writing right now. Uh, about I want to perform. I want to perform, and and it's incredible that I'm I'm learning this from young people who some some of them I teach about, mm -hmm. uh, and and of course there's a double nest to this, right? So in one sense I used to teach them that to write, in and to get a PhD, a master's, a graduate degree, you have to write in a particular way, and then suddenly I realized no, I have to I have to go back and learn from them about how freedom can be performed, how blackness can be performed and put that on the page. Uh, and it's been really liberating for me. It's been incredibly liberating, but also the kind of, just the love I'm getting from young people. I'm saying, and, and they say, so you had to, you had to, to get to this point uh, to say, to hell with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I say, yeah, that's terrible. Right? That I, I've forgotten something as ordinary as that. Uh, to be free, you have to, you have to express uh, a certain being in the world, the way you walk, the way you speak, uh, and so just be undisciplined, basically. Uh, in in that sense, you, you create a new, a new uh, repertoire of of bodily movements, of thought. Uh, it's it's been incredible for me. So I, I'm learning from how young people mm -hmm. perform, how young men perform their lives, and young women in the way they dance. To just to write about that, to write basically. I'm really glad we, you're bringing in the, um, the 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 concept of embodiment and performance. And uh, I come from a kind of a logocentric area, which uh, traditionally has privileged uh, other communicative resources and obviously language in storytelling and performance. But we are now uh, increasingly acknowledging and factoring in how storytelling performances are in fact you know multi-semiotic and and the body plays a very important role in that um, I think another point that I'm thinking about as a, as I'm hearing what you're saying is is this idea of definitely this idea of uh, you know experimentation and obviously improvisation around performance but also the idea of normativities as well I which mean, can be really yeah. dangerous and also restrictive and create barriers and yeah I mean as you were talking about that I was thinking of all those yeah the wonderful kind of inspiration that you're drawing from young people I was thinking about the negative of that the performing especially you know when you have such a public gaze of reproducing kind of negative selfies you know um, or even what yeah or even what masculinity or femininity oh, yeah. is or looks like or how it's performed um, yeah so you would tilt into the negative yeah. because you're reproducing these stereotypes in yeah. one sense. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite aware about that. Uh, in, in my head, well, yesterday, the, the, the image that came, I don't know from, you know, because I've been thinking about this quite a lot, about how people, young young men and women perform blackness and black masculinity. So, uh, Moss Dev came into my head. I don't know what, what brought him. Moss Dev is an African-American Muslim. Um, Yes, okay. <laughs> because he was in South Africa. <laughs> but I also now when we're talking, uh -huh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about uh, Nasty C. Nasty C has got a new song. It's getting a lot of of airplay. Uh, it's a really cool song. I mean, it's, it's 
uh, it's a terrible thing about South Africa because you, you know, they, you might, we're learning in a, a phrase, it's a term called well class, right? That, like th- this song could be anywhere, Nasty C could be anywhere in the world because the beats, the flow, that just he's, uh, he's, he's amazing. I'm, so I'm thinking about how he's in this video he's wearing from the way he's dressed there. But he's performing a certain masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. The song is about love and about working and mm-hmm. uh, answering calls and, and all of that. And I'm making money, I'm, you know, basically doing the hustle. Uh, and in one sense, you could tilt and, and reproduce that. But what I'm getting that is, is expression, it's performance. But then I take it, I put it on a page in my life, or creating my own shirts, but also literally relearning that, you know, there's yeah. a freedom in, 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 in what, they, what they do. Sometimes they use this freedom to reproduce certain things, mm. right? Mm. But I'm taking it, I'm saying, we, we could move this uh, along, right? About uh, making Africa and, and African adolescents and young people uh, have multiple models. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Of of yes. of thinking, yes. of acting, of being in the world. Yes, exactly. And of course, every time you reproduce, you ultimately recontextualize and infuse it with new meanings. Right. So right. We, we shouldn't see reproduction as a completely, you know, passive act right. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the question of context comes back in and yeah. space. Context. Yeah. You said what mm-hmm. space is there? You know, mm-hmm. what 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 is the con- what are what I mean? It's partly safe spaces, but you know, a lot of these performances. I think that Kapana was talking about were sort of public performances, walking, walking down the street, you know, but as you say, in certain contexts, that's not possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, to continue on this theme then, mm. what, what, uh, what, what has happened, and I'm, 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 I'm kicking myself every day, but how long, this took me too long, I mean, I, because mm-hmm. I'd forgotten precisely this idea of, of, of freedom, of of risk taking in the sense we were talking about earlier uh, about performance as an ordinary fact of life just making making your life into something beautiful as an, as into, into an art piece so I'm giving two examples um, one is is what it has done what has happened now is I'm, I uh, and I guess I'm talking about how the hub might, mm-hmm. might be thinking about some of these things is, is I write with the young people I supervise uh, but in a different way, altogether different. Um, so what we're doing, uh, we've called it, I don't think it's a, it's a good name, called diffractive writing. Mm-hmm. So we say, well, let's ask each other questions in a room. It's, it works well in the same room, uh, although some of my students are all over the world. But I say, well, we ask each other questions uh, and, and one person starts writing a paragraph and we pass it on and the other person re- rewrites that paragraph and ask the next question. Mm. So it keeps on moving. In the end, what you end up is is something uh, that doesn't belong to any one person. It belongs to it's something that just emerges out of the group. We go away, uh, and then you know we after a week we rewrite this thing. What it, what it does is is get a little less. Uh, it's like a collaboration. It's like a dance basically mm. between mm. amongst ourselves. Mm. But. Other things that we've been doing, and, and we just did this thing with this with Katie right now, is, is a photo voice, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of my students are using yeah. this photo voice. Yeah. Basically, giving kids cameras in their hands, training them into, into photographing. They photograph something entirely different. You give them a question, you give them a topic, go uh, photograph uh, queerness in public life. And they go and just, they don't only photograph bodies of people. They perf- 
they, they photograph clothes, they photograph spaces, and then they mm. come and talk to, to them. I mean, this is easy to spread, that Absolutely. methodology. Mm. We've we done it in, in Egypt, in Zambia, in Uganda, <coughs> in South Africa, in Mozambique. We ask uh, them to photograph places they consider risky, yeah. behavior they yeah. consider risky, uh, young people, and yeah, the interpretation is so different. And then the discussion, and I think yeah, what you're saying discussion. about the collaboration yeah. with your students, right. I think those interactions and those spaces to really unpack and challenge um, and agree and disagree are really absolutely the disagreeing. Really so the, the, one of the skills right is facilitation, right? Yes. About hey, you know, she said this, you said mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, we, this is what comes up. Don't, don't be too precious about it. Don't then we go out, we eat together, we walk together, we stretch, and then we come back and write again. But the photography in particular, this this photo voice. Uh, uh, is also does something else, right? Both in themselves, the, s- the students, but also in the, the kids that we teach, the young people that we teach, because it gives them a simple skill to photograph things, mm-hmm. uh, because they get to train them about how to focus, what to focus on, background and foreground, light, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then they get to talk about their pictures. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the poetry we did. So this is this is there's no wrong or right for photograph. This is the image you took. Mm-hmm. Just tell us about it. And then other people get, you know, triggered in positive ways about you know what the photographs, what they see in the photographs. So these are special cameras. I just want to understand clearly. No, these, no, oh, they're, they're, okay, they're on smart the smartphone. Okay, smart okay, okay, okay. Oh, More nice. Whatever. It's on your budget. Okay, okay. We started way back when it was the, the film. When we yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. now they use their cell phones and yeah, just so take ten so pictures so about queer life mm-hmm. in this space, and they come and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I print them out. Uh, I mean, I love this way. Um, through which you actually uh, get young people, you know, to, to produce and co-produce. Right. Uh, it, it, I mean, the ethnographer in me, and something that I'm doing on a very small scale with my students as part of a module, language discourse on social media. The ethnographer in me says that uh, young people are all already producing lots of stories, and they've got lots of performative spaces on social media, and uh, and 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 so. It, the, they, they've already got kind of a lot of output, self kind of generated output. And, so I'm and there is a way. No, I think what, actually, no, I think for me it's kind of a more reflexive, unpicking type of exercise yeah. for them. Is, so, so in a way, it's 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 a matter of emphasis. Does the story come first, or yes. does it come last in, right. in the journey? Because uh, one of the things that uh, our students are doing is is actually go back. To their posts on social media, go back to their social media engagements and, and keep some kind of a maybe reflexive diary and, and, and begin to unpick the sorts of uh, performative, uh, self-presentational displays they do there, uh, what they mean for them, what has gone well, what has gone wrong, and that is another way of kind mm. of getting them to, to reflect. So the resources are there. They're already creating. Yes, what I am. But mm. I mean, yes. this is an ongoing yes. project about how to do, how to harness this creativity mm. that's already yeah. there. That's yeah, basically yeah, exactly, it. exactly. And, I mean, I am, yeah. Which is a terrible thing because even while I'm trying to run away from discipline, I am disciplining their work because mm. I want to produce it. Mm. Because I'm an academic, I want to produce this in books. Mm. I want to produce this in chapters and journals, but also. We're creating, and you can go to on our, on our YouTube channel, we're creating little tiny movies. So every mm-hmm. little bit that we do, uh, we say, right. can we put the camera and show us how this works, mm-hmm. what you were doing right there. And they, um, we, we, try and we, start, we, we have begun this two years ago, just producing and putting this mm-hmm. on 
but yes, the creativity is always yes. already right and there. And don't you, you find just, that they are experts as well? Oh, they teach me a lot. Kind of multi-modal, yeah. multimedia capabilities. Exactly. About podcasts here. Look, exactly. Let's, uh, the poetry, did you see these poems? I didn't even know about this poem. Yeah, I know. Did you read this? Uh, this is the better of this. And, and, and of course, how, how social media works. Mm. About, you yes. know, uh, don't write. That, that's just too long. Don't do that. Yes. Uh, yes. And how basically to craft a media uh, or a, a social media story, quote unquote. Put it. So I'm learning that from them basically. Yeah, I mean, there's a key word for me in terms of where performance and storytelling is at right now amongst young people crafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they are very used to crafting themselves right. and kind of putting themselves up for all kinds of scrutiny and display. Uh, and their lives and their everyday lives yeah yeah I just want to mention that I mean it, it isn't just social media right because mm-hmm. there are many young people who don't access it mm. um, at all um, and that performance is about in a rural village it's about um, physical contact it's about uh, how they perform in groups in friendship groups and families um, yeah just to throw it out there that I yeah care. no no sure I that mean this performance happens so yeah yeah on, absolutely on social, absolutely I mean we're talking about remediations mm. then again if those articles that I'm reading are <laughs> right uh, I, I'm, and you, you guys tell me I'm reading a, about a kind of a high high penetration of mm. social media in rural South Africa for instance amongst young people I Which mean is that true is I that think maybe that's yes. the clarification because would you say WhatsApp well, interestingly, interestingly, the platforms that that are uh, very popular amongst young people in the global north, as it were, uh, also uh, come out as really popular in surveys mm. amongst young people mm. in different countries in Africa, and uh, you know, Instagram, for instance, mm. and Snapchat, and WhatsApp, which has kind of ultimately become a, 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 a type of social media, mm. Mm. having started as a message. Yeah, itself. that's pretty ubiquitous, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised by Instagram. I'm surprised by anything that uses a lot of data, to be honest. Uh, WhatsApp yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's mm. current. I mean, that's currency. Data. I mean, I, you know, ethnographers, this thing about uh, I am from a discipline that doesn't do ethnography, so psychology doesn't do as ethnography, but of course there are psych, you know, psychological anthropologists or, or, or uh, psychological uh, ethnographers, if, if you will. What I'm, I'm learning right now, or I'm on my own and with some of my students, is to do ethnography on watching people basically mm-hmm. for this, this offline physical interaction. I mean, something that, didn't, that I knew, but I, it didn't fascinate me how young black women talk. I mean, like how they yeah. how they just talk. Yeah. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I am I am such a. Uh, it feels it feels like I'm intruding because now I'm watching them closely. But what are they doing? What why do you do this with with the, your hands or your hands, head with your head throwing your hands back moving. when it But that is a, it's a performance, yeah. right? It's a it's a performance that of course is performative, right? They're performing to each other. They're performing, and it's it's an art form about there's there's this moments of freedom that they create you know offline amongst themselves I'm thinking you know uh, one of the things that colonialism did does apartheid did 
is to really try to, to, to crush the spirit of, of, mm. of young black people or black people generally. But when you watch them, for me right now, is this beauty that I want to take, then I put it on video, on pages, on says, this is, this is, mm. this is here. Yeah. And, and I don't understand why, why you wouldn't uh, use this, I guess you'd be mm. interested, how, mm. how we can't use this, lift it up and spread it. I think that's people? been a theme over the yeah. last two days mm. about, yeah, the hope. And those yeah. small mm-hmm. stories yes. of joy. Yes. I yes. Think we were yes. talking about the two profs and their readings of the two stories, and someone made a comment yes. of, why isn't this the story that we hear? That story is everywhere. Yeah. It's lived. It's, yeah. You, you know, can call it's, it decolonial joy, but yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's been it's there. Everywhere. It's joy. Yes. Um, a long yes. time. Yeah. Yes. And it's also about sharedness, because sometimes when we talk about performance and storytelling, we maybe stress the individuality mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a little bit too much. But uh, it, it, these are kind of co-productions. Yeah. Uh, and it's about signaling uh, all kinds of group membership yeah. and people coming together. So any final thoughts on empowerment, energy, reflection? I do actually, I have one. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that that's, that uh, I had it the first morning we got here, I thought this should be central to this. But it, uh, I think it's, it's again how uh, kind of we do this thing as researchers. So the word was mentioned was there's a youth advisory group, right? Remember that um, somebody mentioned that, and and I thought, you know, this is a this should be at the center of the project. Don't don't make it a youth advisory group. You have to in a work on on African adolescents make them at the center. Don't make them bring them into the room. And mm-hmm. and so what you're going to do then is harness their creativity to tell you what will work, what doesn't work. And at that very moment, at all over the places where you're working with, you, mm-hmm. they're in the room about, okay, does this work? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not just data, it's not just advice that they're giving you. They're part of shaping how the project works in a, yes. a particular localities. Yes. When you, if you do this, it becomes adolescent-centric work, right? Mm-hmm. Because then they, yes. they show you, you don't just say, okay, we have a project, this is how it works, but they show you how their lives. Yeah. Have been yes. performed, how they they have been enacted. I mean, you've summarized it. Yeah. I think there's no yes. there's no need to add yes. anymore. Yes. That's just the word I kept repeating over the last two days is ownership. Yes. Oh, ownership. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that's emancipation. Yes, yes. Make young people stakeholders right. in in the research process as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alude, Capano, and Alex. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. Do have a listen to the others in this series on understanding adolescence in African contexts. Mm-hmm.